to the Indian Creek Baptist Church podcast. Thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. Our website is www.indiancreekbaptistchurch.org or our email address is info at indiancreekbaptistchurch.org. It is our sincere hope that through this podcast, God will speak to your heart and touch your life so that you may grow closer to him. To be back in the book of Judges, Judges chapter 13, last week, uh, we again saw Israel do evil in the sight of the Lord. We saw uh, God in his grace and mercy begin to deliver them uh, to he sent his angel to come down to Manoah and his wife uh, so that they may live a proper life to bring the new deliverer into the world. And uh, we saw that there were some very interesting things that the angel said. That The, the angel said that the child was going to be a Nazarite from the womb, that, that uh, Manoah's wife was to not go, was not to eat of anything of any grapes or any of the drink any wine or any strong drink or any alcohol she was not to eat of uh, any of the grains that had kernels or husks and that Samson's hair was not to be cut and when we looked through this we looked at did we look at the vow of the Nazarite or are we looking at that today that's today I'm ahead of myself. I'm sorry. So today we are going to dig in. Uh, it, it's been a long week. Today we're going to dig in a little deeper uh, with this promise from God, with the vow of the Nazarite. And we are going to uh, really take a look at what this means. So uh, Exodus chapter 13 is where we're going to start. And the Bible says... In Exodus 13 in chapter 1, And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines forty days. And there was a certain man of Zorah of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah. And his wife was barren and bare not. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold now, behold now thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink nor eat any unclean thing for lo thou shalt conceive and bear a son and no razor shall come on his head for the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines then the woman came and told her husband saying a man of God came unto me and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God very terrible but I asked him not whence he was neither told he me his name but he said unto me, Behold, thou shalt conceive, and bear a son, and now drink no wine, nor strong drink, neither eat any unclean thing, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Then Manoah entreated the Lord, and said, O my Lord, let the man of God which thou didst send again come again unto us, and teach us that we shall do what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. We thank you again for this glorious day. Lord, we thank you for this beautiful building, the ability to gather here to hear your truth. We thank you for yesterday's time at Pleasantville Baptist Church with Brother Bosler. I pray that you spoke to hearts. I know you spoke to mine. God, I just pray 
that you would guide us and direct us today. Lord, that you would speak to us, that we would not leave here the same person that we came in. So, Lord, please work in us today. Give us your truth. Help us to know it and understand it. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Here we have the angel of the Lord coming and, and he gives the good news. Behold, the barren is going to bear a son. Sounds a lot like uh, Zechariah in the New Testament. His wife was barren and John the Baptist came out of that. It sounds a lot like the Virgin Mary. But a deliverer is going to be brought in. A child is going to be born. The Bible tells us that he's going to be a Nazarite from the, unto God from the womb. So let's take a look at what a Nazarite is. If you go with me back to number 6. Numbers chapter 6. And verse number 1. The Bible says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When either man or woman shall separate themselves to vow a vow of a Nazarite, to separate themselves unto the Lord, he shall separate himself from wine and strong drink, and shall drink no vinegar of wine or wine or vine vinegar of strong drink, neither shall he drink any liquor of grapes, nor eat moist grapes or dried. All the days of his separation shall he eat nothing that is made of the vine tree, from the kernels even to the husk. All the days of the vow of his separation there shall no razor come upon his head until the days be fulfilled in the which he separateth himself unto the Lord. He shall be holy and shall let the locks of the hair of his head grow. All the days that he separateth himself unto the Lord he shall come at no dead body. He shall not make himself unclean for his father or for his mother or for his brother or for his sister when they die because the consecrate, consecration of his God is upon his head. All the days of his separation he is holy unto the Lord. And if any man die very suddenly by him and he hath defiled the head of his consecration then he shall shave his head and in the day of his cleansing on the seventh day shall he shave it. And on the eighth day he shall bring two turtles or two young pigeons, to the priest, to the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And the priest shall offer the one for a sin offering, and the other for a burnt offering, and make an atonement for him, for that he sinned by the dead, and shall hallow his head that same day. And he shall consecrate unto the Lord the days of his separation, and shall bring a lamb of the first year for a trespass offering. But the days that were before shall be lost, because his separation was defiled. As we read through this, we come to the understanding that the angel only gave a very brief description of what the vow of the Nazarite was to Manoah's wife. We also understand that God gave several specific rules regarding this vow. First, it was voluntary. It was to be entered in by an adult or a, someone of age to be able to make that decision a man or a woman, but it was to be entered into voluntarily. We also understand that God takes these vows very seriously. They were not to be entered into lightly. As we saw with Jephthah, God has issue with those that make a vow and break it. 
But in this case, this was not only a voluntary vow, this was a vow for the purpose of separation. These people wanted to separate themselves unto God, even from their own families, even from their own nation. They wanted to be completely given to God. The Nazarite separating unto God means that he was separating from the devil and the world. Sounds a lot like Romans 12. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, Paul the Apostle, by the inspiration of God, writes, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Paul saying, I beseech you therefore, brethren, speaking to those in Rome that are saved, that have come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and desired to follow him. 2 Corinthians, again, Paul the Apostle writing this letter. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 1. We then as workers together with him beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. For he saith, I have heard thee in time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed, but in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true as unknown and yet well-known, as dying, and behold, we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, yet possessing all things. O ye Corinthians, our mouth is open unto you, our heart is enlarged. Ye are not straightened in us, but ye are straightened in your own bowels. Now for a recompense in the same I speak as unto my children, be ye also enlarged. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness? What unright? What fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. 
We remember the first letter to the Corinthians was written by Paul to correct error and sin in the new believers at, the, at Corinth and the church there. Wicked and evil sin that wasn't heard of in the Gentiles, as Paul would put it. The second letter is to encourage those who remain to continue to grow, moving from the sincere milk of the word, or sorry, from the milk of the word to the, to the meat of the word. In this second letter, Paul first encourages those believers to receive not the grace of God in vain. This is accomplished by what we read in verses 13 through eight, 3 through 18. And it's quite a list. But verse 17 sums it all up. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. Sin is defined as any act that goes against God and his commands. The unclean things are a picture of that sin. We must separate from all sin. We must put distance between us and sin. We must not only distance ourselves from the sin, but from those who sin. Yesterday, as we were at the conference, the very first message that Brother Bosler preached was about the hidden sins in our lives and how they won't stay hidden for long. He talked about growing up, being given up for adoption at birth, and being taken in by a Christian family, and then being 12 years old and his adopted mother passing away and him throwing himself headlong into wicked and evil sin. And God began to work on him and work on him. And finally, when he was in college, when he was a senior in high school, he began to peel the layers away and he likened our sin, the sin in our lives, to an onion. We pray and we ask God to to show us our sin and he reveals a list and we, we peel that list. We get it out of our lives. But just like in an onion, when that list is done, there's another list. And there's another list. And there's another list. But he spoke about finally, when he was in college, going before the Lord and Seeking his face and the Lord revealing that last list. And the great joy and relief he felt at being current with the Lord. That doesn't mean that he's perfect now. It just means that at that point the Lord had revealed to him everything that he had, he had remembered and didn't remember. And he felt like he was at a place where he could really seek the Lord. At a place where he was in tune with the Lord and able to know and understand and react, respond when things happened rather than after they've already happened. Now, I'm not Brother Bosler, and I can't explain it the way that he did. But I understand that as Christians, as those professing faith and trust in Christ and Christ alone for our salvation. That we need to separate ourselves from those sins. 
In Numbers chapter 6, God made a provision for the vow of the Nazarite for a people to separate themselves unto God, to remove from them any unclean thing in their life, to be truly blessed by God. That vow is no different for us today. Salvation is entered into voluntarily by us. The opportunity is already there. It's been paid for by Christ, but we have to open that gift and take it and make it our own. We have to volunteer for that. But when we do, is it not worth it for us to live for it? My pastor in Missouri would always say, if you own the gospel, you owe the gospel. Back in Numbers, the vow of the Nazarite lists many unclean things. The Nazarite was commanded to separate from wine and strong drink. Shall drink no vinegar of wine or vinegar of strong drink. Neither shall he drink any liquor of grapes, nor eat moist grapes or dried. The next verse speaks of not eating from the vine tree, from the kernel, even to the husk. There are many in this world that believe that it's okay for a Christian to drink. To drink alcohol that they have because they've been given grace, they've been forgiven by God, that they can still live any way that they want. But I find it interesting that these things, grapes, the kernels, and even the husks are listed. You know, the only things, the only plants that we have that have kernels are grains. Wheat, corn, they have kernels. Most alcohol is distilled from corn. Wine is made from grapes and other fruits that come on the vine. The Bible study principle of the measured word means that it's no mistake that God used these words to describe what a Nazarite should avoid. The word Nazarite is not used in the New Testament, only in the Old Testament, but it is absolutely a picture of the New Testament believer. The difference, though, is while they are both voluntary, the vow of the Nazarite was temporary. You could remove that vow at any time. Your salvation is permanent. It's eternal. The Nazarite, if he would have fallen into anything that would have been considered unclean, the Bible gives what he had to do. He had to go and consecrate himself. He had to 
clean himself, shave his head, give a sacrifice. Verse number 12, And he shall consecrate unto the Lord the days of his separation and shall bring a lamb of the first year for a trespass offering. But the days that were before shall be lost because his separation was defiled. For us, God has just forgiven us. He understands when we fall and we fail. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't get back up and seek to make it right. As we move back into Judges, these are the things that the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah's wife. What she should do in order for the child that she was going to bear to be a Nazarite from the womb. Now it is interesting here that Samson is not going to have a choice. Samson is just going to follow his parents and be a Nazarite. And I think we're going to see as we look into Samson's life that there are many things that show his neglect for that vow. But we're also going to see, just like today, a man who, though he falls and fails, God is always there waiting. Over and over again, Samson breaks the vow of the Nazarite and yet never goes back to seek forgiveness. Yet God continues to be waiting for him. As we close out today, I want to take a brief look at Manoah and his wife. The angel of the Lord originally came to Manoah's wife. Manoah was nowhere to be found. I think it's important that the very first thing that she did was go and find her husband. She was not going to be alone in raising this child and bringing this child into the world. So she went and she sought her husband and told him all that the angel had said. And Manoah, not knowing for sure, entreated the Lord and asked for the angel to be brought back so that he can be instructed, so that he can understand. There's nothing wrong with asking the Lord questions. You should never just take my word for what the Bible says. I'm not perfect. We each need to be in the Word of God, seeking it for ourselves through the Holy Spirit that indwells us as believers. That's why He's there. And if we have a disagreement, then let's talk about it. 
Manoah and his wife are starting off on the right foot. Very soon, Samson's going to be brought into the world, and he's going to begin to deliver God, deliver the children of Israel. It's not going to be pretty. It's a long process that doesn't even end with Samson. It goes on to Samuel and is finally ended with David. Removing the sin in our lives is not a quick process. As Brother Bosler said, it remote. It, it, requires peeling back each and every layer letting God reveal to us those things that are buried deeper and deeper but if we're willing so is the Lord